see you too. So how does it feel being on the other end of the seat today? <laughs> oh, am I on the am I on the hot seat right now? You are, and ladies and gentlemen, and people of the Self Achievement Network, this with us is Dominic Sota, and today he is on the hot seat sharing with us about his passion. Oh my gosh, she roped me, okay, <laughs> into doing. <laughs> you have to. I mean, people are waiting to hear you, you, and your message, essentially. Yeah, I know. People want to know who is this person behind the passion and behind the self-achievement network who is always giving and who is always so kind and consistently producing show after show after show with all these amazing people. So Dominic, you know, today I would like to talk to you about your book. I'm not sure if people know, but Dominic is also an author and, uh, you know, his books are really doing amazingly well. And he is here just to give to the society. And I really, you know, I'm awed by the way you handle the group and everybody is so supportive. So what made you start this group in the first place? Oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a, it's a long story, but I can shorten it. Okay, absolutely. Would love to. Yeah. So, okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for being the host and for for inviting me or whatever you nominating me for being person behind the passion i feel honored and, and humbled really and and i was all of a sudden when you said you know we have to you know interview you i was i started to get nervous i'm like <laughs> that doesn't happen to me very often right so i um i can tell you from uh, like a very short version, which is that, so the self, self achievement network started out as the Institute for self achievement. And I okay. borrowed that term from an organization that I used to be involved in for many, okay. many years. And uh, it were called the Institute for self actualization. And so then I decided to branch out on my own. And I was thinking about what kind of a name could I create for my thing, the school that I wanted to do. And it became self-achievement, the Institute for Self-Achievement. And then I had a back injury in 2015. Oh my gosh. And had two surgeries and I couldn't walk from the sofa to the toilet. I had to use the walker. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been teaching these classes for so many years about how to get out of survival mode into the, you know, creating the self-actualization, living your passion kind of thing. And going through the journey myself and now all of a sudden i have to do it again <laughs> i was like whoa so i started to look up while i was on okay. the couch okay. all these different you know how to create an online course uh, how to do you know marketing online facebook this um you know youtube that and you know all that stuff that we're all dealing with okay. and um what happened was i thought, okay, so what I need to do is do these little five minute video clips and stare into that camera right there while I'm at my desk. And I started doing those and they started, instead of being five minutes, they were 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay. Nobody watched them. I'm like, I need, a, I need an audience. I need to get back in front of people. So one day somebody said to me, have you ever heard of Facebook live? I'm okay. like, uh, yeah, but I have never used it. So then I got a friend and I said, let's go live and see what happens. Well, all of a sudden, now I have interaction. And 
I decided, well, now how could I create something that would be interesting, interactive, supportive, and, you know, have all the win-win benefits. And so that's how the Self-Achievement Network was born. And um, the purpose behind the whole thing is all about giving my, myself and other people the opportunity to improve the world for all of us. That's, our, that's my purpose. And then the, 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 the passion behind it, the driving force is to give people the opportunity to either discover, share, or evolve their passion within the, the network as a whole. So that's sort of a that's beautiful. I love the fact that you said, you know, come out of the survival mode and really live because right now all of us are living in the survival mode because of this amazing virus that is hitting our world. And um, I think, you know, uh, people like you would be such an inspiration because, you know, we kind of find, I mean, you found your calling in a time where you were not in your best or your hundred percent, right? In your best self. And you started this movement, so to speak, and now it has taken this shape and so many people are supporting you. But um, I, I'm curious, like, you know, you always ask people to um, nominate the person in the group, right? So uh, how does that process work? And what made you think about this, you know, nomination process for this person that you potentially want to interview? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And so what was happening in the beginning, after I did my first interview, um, I kept thinking to myself, I don't want this to be the Dominic Serta show. I, I want this to right. be an inclusion, inclusive thing for people right. to participate and, 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 you know, also become hosts. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, and, and, and be involved in a way that you know, they can, because I mean, I know, I know what I know, which is like, okay, exactly. I know this much, but then exactly. people know so much more. And then collectively, it's like, it becomes this blossoming, really powerful force. So that's the concept. So I thought, well, instead of me nominating everyone and trying to find people, you know, that I would ask people to pay it forward after I nominated them. And of course, you have done a stellar job at, and you know, so many people, people love you. And Thank you. I don't know, countless people. And uh, I think to me, it's so much better when people get nominated by someone other than me, their friends, their acquaintance like this. So it, it's just like, it's sweet, you know? I, I think so too. And then it also creates that ripple effect, you know, as you mentioned, um, you, somebody is messaging, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we can we can take that question, and uh, so because you know, uh, not only not only that people know so much more, and we can only know a part of it, but also it creates this ripple effect, right? And uh, uh, we are able to reach out to so many more people and just expand our network by you know, um, I I'm a big believer in community, you know, building on the community because in the community, it's not just your success, but it's the success of the community, yeah. right? So I really want to talk to you about your book, The Manager's Hacks, but uh, would you like to um, answer this question? Um, yeah, actually. 
let's let's answer the question because that's a perfect lead-in to the book and then okay, also perfect. to i'm going to put it up on the screen sure um, it's, it's a gofran his name is goro he is uh, either i think he's in dubai right now maybe maybe he's in cairo uh, amazing guy I, okay I, thank you for the question and i appreciate you you know being on to watch this hi dom nice to see you in the chair of confession. In the chair of confession. I love that dorm. <laughs> what is your business uh, vision for the coming uh, near future after Corona Correct. pandemic issue? Well, I just went live a few minutes ago and talked about the opportunity that I see that I could, that Self and Even Achievement Network can provide for people in our marketplace. So I can talk about that. Um, um, in a moment, but I'll give an example. So the book that I wrote um, three years ago, actually it was co-written by myself and my wife, Diane, is called Manager Hacker, okay? <laughs> and it's a, it's a quick story. And the, 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 what is this called? The sub, no, you know what this is. The shitty boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how to stop getting screwed over by a shitty boss. Oh, okay? wow. And all the secret hacks to get promoted fast. So the the so what happened was i was working uh, around the world I'm for sorry. many years i had my back injury okay and so then um i started working for um uh, as a consultant doing stand-up um, um training corporate training in different areas and one of them was teaching first-time managers how to be good managers and so as I'm teaching this, I've been have my own companies for many years and have managed people for many years. So I've got a, a bit of experience. And so when they invited me to teach this, this course um, at this big um, um, international phone company, okay. um, I kept getting this, these questions in the classes, you know, Dominic, this is great information. Now, my boss, okay. I need to learn how to deal with my boss. You're teaching me how to be a great boss. What about my boss? My boss is this, that, weird, strange, difficult, all these different types of bosses, right? And so that's when I came up with the idea. Well, what about creating a book to hack the manager? Because you know how it is. We're, we're working if for, you know, if we work for a company and we have a boss and we're there, Right. The boss is not a great boss. What do we do? Right. So we hack the boss. You don't hack them with them knowing that you go undercover. That's what this is. It's a sleuth. Okay. You go underground and you begin to implement the hacks that are in the book because you can't deal with people as we wish or as we want them to be. We have to deal with people as they are. And I love um, I love the cover because it's perfect undercover guy you know, on the cover. Exactly. <laughs> and the best part is, is, is once you read through the book, it's a book about becoming aware okay. of your unawareness. A manager that is a sh shitty manager, okay, they are unaware that they're not a great manager. They're unaware. Absolutely. So you can't like go up to them and say wake up right no you have to deal with them as they are so that's the you know that's what that's about it's become it's about becoming aware that we have the power to deal with people because they they're unaware of their unawareness. wow 
And why do you feel this is such an important topic? Well, I mean, look at how many people have bosses that they complain about every day. They go to the you know, coffee shop, they have lunch together, and what do you hear all the time? People talking about their boss did this, their boss said that, the boss is this, and blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. And, and, and there's just millions of people that are kind of, you know, I, I want to say the word stuck in a job that they, they can get out of. However, if they could do some things to turn that around, and stay there, you know, people have been working in some job positions for 10, 15 years and they're vested so, in their jobs. They just can't walk out and leave. Why exactly. stay frustrated when there's lots of tools to use in order to, um, you know, to create a better environment? So um, you're talking about specifically about a manager, but uh, Will this book work for people who have their own businesses also because they might have difficult clients at the same time and uh, they might not be able to walk out of that contract? They still have to deal with it. So do you have some tip strategies that are kind of common? Absolutely. So like, for example, it really, it's kind of like they're, you know, we all know about the personality styles, right? Right, right. And so this is like a mixture of personality styles for people in general but also mixed with management styles. So it gets a little bit complicated. So when you're dealing with someone other than a manager, right. the same rules or similar rules apply when, when dealing with people. So like, for example, um, one of the things that I used to teach, there, there was a quadrant, four different personality types. There's the Enneagram that have eight or nine. There's all these different things. But the point is, is that, so if I had a manager, for example, that is uh, like a, he just wants, or she, they're just all about the bottom line and they, they don't want to know all the detail. They're not into, you know, making people happy. They just want to know what the bottom line is. And if I walk into that manager's office, that boss's office or a client's office, right? And I start going, well, here's the deal. We're going to do this, 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 and this. That type of manager just shuts down. Okay, true. Right? Just like, can you just get to the, what's, how much is it going to cost me? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's about becoming aware and paying attention to what are some of those traits that they have and then communicating in a way that they can actually hear what we're saying. Hmm. Communication is the key. All about exactly. It. I, I agree. So uh, from your experience, have you ever used any of those hacks? Have you, have you ever had a difficult manager and you used any of these hacks? Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure you did. Countless. I'll tell you about the, the very first one. Okay. Okay. So you had many. <laughs> I have had many. We've all had many. You so know? you have written this book, not just because you know it, but be also because of your personal experiences. Personal experience. Absolutely. So, so there's this, um, one of my first jobs working downtown Chicago was in a recording studio. Okay. And my manager was this short little woman who grew up on the South side of Chicago. And when I first met her, she looked at me and she just kind of was like, hi. <laughs> okay. Not, not like friendly at all. And so my, my, the guy who hired me is like, okay, here's your manager. And I was just like. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who is this woman? And she would never say please or thank you or anything. Dominic, I need this. Dominic, go get me that. Dominic. And I was just like, 
oh my God. And then I was talking to one of my, my mentors at the time and I was telling him who this person was. And he okay. said, Dominic, she is your greatest gift. And I was like, are you insane? And he explained it to me like, she's giving you opportunities every day to work on yourself, to be patient, to pay attention to where she's coming from and hmm. then communicate into that. And so I would start saying things like, your name was Vicky. Yes, Vicky. Absolutely. I'll get it right away. Okay. And that's how I would, instead of going, you know, like that, which is what a lot of people would do, which I would normally do until I got that advice. I implemented those types of strategies. And then at, there was a point where she really became really sweet to me. And it was, I take total responsibility for that because I created that communication through paying attention. And there was a point where she was going to retire. And so we had this little party and she came up to me and she hugged me. I was just like, Oh my God. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> this crabby old lady turned into this sweet thing. Yeah. What I realized though, is that underneath it's like, that's how we all are. Underneath it all, we're really sweet, kind people. It says we have all this clouded stuff going on, you know. So I began to speak right. to her heart. Exactly. And that that tells me that love is the answer for everything because you kind of broach this whole situation, of course, with patience, but also with love, with honesty, right? But how did this help you pave way of, uh, of how you dealt with your future managers? Well, it, it, it was the basic, sim simple, basic things like paying attention to behaviors. Perfect. So, you know, it, it, when you when you're around a person for, you know, a significant amount of time during the day, we begin to, to notice patterns, the things that they're doing, things that they don't even notice that they're doing. And when we become we have to practice becoming aware of, of paying right. attention, right? And so when I had future managers, like I had this one other manager, um, his name is Bob, okay? Bob was one of these guys. So I would sit in front of his desk and I was in sales and he would go like this. Oh. So tell me about your numbers. And <laughs> at the time I was just like, I was just like, really? You're really like going to go like this? And he was very intimidating. He was. Yeah. He, you know, he was another one of those, like he wanted the bottom line and Absolutely. why wasn't I reaching the target and what I was going to do. And so when I would go into my, you know, his office, I would come prepared with facts about this is what I was going to do. This is what I wasn't going to do. This is what I was going to change. And I had a plan. He loved it. I got president's club and I started, you know, shifting it because I, I, you know. And, and as we are speaking about all this, what I feel is that this book or the strategies that you're talking about, they could actually be used not just for managers, but also in personal life, because at the end, even in our relationships, we probably need those hacks, right? Whether totally. we are dealing with a friend or a partner. Mm -hmm. so, you know, among all this, what compelled you to write the book? So what was that, you know, aha moment you thought, yes, I have to write the book now? Well, I think the bottom line of it was that um, I'll go back to like when I was 28 years old. 
okay, okay. 26, 26 27 28 in that time period um you know we've all had moments in our life where things were challenging and i had been very successful at creating a very challenging lifestyle which was lots of credit card debt i was living back with my parents after being married and having a child mm-hmm. uh, on the verge of divorce um i was i had a motorcycle okay and it was winter time so my wife got the car since we were separated she was taking my son back and forth to montessori and here's dominic riding his motorcycle in the middle of winter back and forth to a factory job that i hated okay Okay. so what basically happened was that i began to get really nervous about my my money and finances and i had uh, i have a brother who had gone through a program it was called the institute for self-actualization right and he used to sell drugs out of his trunk okay had long greasy hair he was a wannabe mechanic and in a matter of six months he totally 180 his life completely turned it around Amazing. so i'm over at his house like what did you do yeah you know, huge transformation drugs, well, he totally transformed himself yeah so i said okay i want to go to this thing so i went and it's like when i when i walked into the room like the mental lights were completely off. I mean, I was unaware that I was unaware that the, what I was really doing was creating the problems hmm. out of need, out of being upset about, you know, being angry with the world and blaming people and all this other stuff because I couldn't find a good job. And, you know, I was getting, I got screwed over on the motorcycle thing and, you know, all this other stuff. So. Right. Fast forward, I went through the program. When I came out of the program, it's like the lights were on. My tail was wagging. I'm like, okay, I need to turn my life around. And so I began to do that, create plans. And, and I um, became one of the facilitators for that organization. Okay. Began to do a little traveling and teach classes after I had turned my life around. Okay. Okay. Then I left the organization and I began working in corporate. So I began doing, I I converted all of the personal growth training to professional training Mm -hmm. and then ended up at this large uh, uh, telco, right? Teaching management. So then that's how the whole thing came about with the book is that this is information that I not only knew here intellectually, but I've also done practically absolutely has done it successfully so i'm not i don't think if as long as it's stuck here it's not doing anything right and i can teach you know 10 15 people a week but what about getting this to hundreds and thousands and millions of people that Mm -hmm. are frustrated every day unknowingly so true that's amazing. Such a powerful story. And you finished this book, like published this book three years back, right? Yeah, I, I didn't. You know, I wish I had someone like you to make it a <laughs> I'm always so there. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to go back no, in time. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm here now. So, but, you know, I'm, I'm always, I mean, when you, when we first met, you hadn't told me that, um, 
uh, you were an author. It was only through, you know, our conversations that I realized. So, I mean, it surprises me that you have such an amazing network and you have not really promoted your book uh, in that network. Is there any reason behind it or you just want other people to shine and stay behind the curtains? Well, you know, I think that it, that's a really good question. And, and I, I can only say that I've been so busy, you know, trying to create the network that I put that back on the, you know, on the back burner. Okay. And so when you said, well, why don't we talk about your book? And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have a book. True, true. <laughs> and just let me say, it's not just one book. There are 10 companion books. I know. I mean, uh, okay. you have written companion books for this. And um, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> 10, uh, 10 of those books. There's 10. Okay. And workbooks and worksheets and so many things. Well, there's, there's some worksheets, but there are there's individual books. They're like 65 pages each that deal with thing, people like the bitch boss. Okay. Because somewhere somebody's got a bitch boss. Somebody has a buddy boss. I used to have a boss that wanted to be my friend. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right, which was fine, except that I never was reaching my goals because he was always like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's okay." Correct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean that's great, but what about me? What about my income? Exactly. Also, there's the bully boss. There's the badass boss who thinks this doesn't stink, right? There's the boo boss, which is the ghost boss, which is somebody that's never there. That's the, amazing. The bozo boss is the class clown, the big mouth boss who just does never wants to stop talk talking. Then there's the brain boss who knows everything about everything. And who knew there are so many kinds of bosses, right? right. Well, you know, when you live for a long time like me, uh, you get to have bosses that are just really, you know, a lot of different uh, colors. And then there's the micromanager. Oh, micromanager. Oh, lovely. Oh, the, uh, the last one is called uh, co-worker hacker. Because we've got to include everybody. This is an inclusive. And you program. have written like short books on each of these spe uh, special manager types, essentially. Yeah. The main book has got all the basic, you know, Correct. information. But then we get specific like Dominic. Well, what about the, the, the bully box? How do I deal with them Correct. specifically? There's specific hacks for each one of those. This book is like a hundred and I'm going to guess, here we go, 170 pages. And okay. then those other companion books are all about 65. Wonderful. So you have so many books and, you know, such valuable knowledge, honestly speaking, because once the person reads this book uh, and they dive, they want to dive deeper about their specific boss at that stage, they could get one of those companion books, right? So now what is your vision? I mean, with the book, with this network, you know, of course, uh, where do you want all of us to lead? Well, that is a, that's another great question, right? So the way that I see the vision that I have is that the Self-Achievement Network is a self-perpetuating community. So people get invited, people get um, nominated for person behind the passion. There are also, there are established subgroups around yeah. us right now. So there's a, there's a marketing subgroup. There's a book subgroup that I know that you're, you're aware of I am. for people that, you know, that have interest in wanting to grow, um, uh, to write a book or to, you know, 
talk about how they did it or their SMEs like you. Um, there's my group called Life Plan, which is uh, a, it's like okay. a, a it's it's being populated as we speak of other coaches. I call myself a life guide. I'm not really a life coach, but a guide. Um, so that the people that are su uh, subject matter experts, if you will, that have the passion to help other people can be part of that group and can be involved in topic discussions um, and things like that, and then offer their downloads and their products into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And the members can, can draw from that, can learn from those people, can even become their client, whatever they want to do. And then the marketplace is there for people and members. Okay. So it's, a, it's an affiliated network. So the vision is that if if any member decides, you know, if they if they see, for example, you, right? Okay. And you are a best-selling launch expert, and they're like, I really like Harul. Okay. Where she comes from, she definitely has this connected to this. She helps a lot of people. Right. I want to work with her. They see you on the video. They know who you are. Now you have credibility and they can come to you directly and then work with you. So that's my purpose again, is to give people the opportunity to discover, share, or evolve their passion and earn money at the same time. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, uh, you know, you also mentioned that you had co-written this book with your wife, right? Yeah. So is she uh, in the same space as you? I mean, we have not heard a lot about her. So uh, would you like to share a little bit about her and what she does? She's a manager. She is like from head to toe. She's all about people. She understands people. She understands the concepts that are in the book. Totally. She's learned with me. She's been a facilitator with me. She has had tough managers and has worked to, you know, turn it around so that they're in cooperation and collaboration instead of always like this. And so I asked her to, you know, fill in the spots. Honey, I'm not really quite sure how to read, you know, to, to write this and, you know, like that and word it. So she came on and she, you know, helped me to, you know, fill it out fill it out streamline it make sure that you know we are staying on the track well, and everything yes yeah i always you know i tell people i'm i was born in the state of confusion which is called indiana mm -hmm. <laughs> so my writing skills have never been like great i talk like a deep south sider so she was the grammar queen oh wonderful that's amazing beautiful yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And you have very accomplished, I, I know your daughter, but I think a son also, right? You have two children? I have two and two. Oh, nice. Nice. So all yep. of them live with you together in Chicago area or they're spread around the world? Well, um, my, my oldest is in Austin. Okay. She's got two kids and she's in uh, real estate and married. Um, my second one is uh, in is in Northwest Indiana. He is uh, engaged. He's got his own son and a, a stepdaughter, and he's uh, he was an EMT for a while, and now he's working in some construction. And then um, my next one, his name is well, there's Sherry, and my son Dominic Jr., and then Corey, 
who is uh, right now he's uh, finished finishes school and he's Ubering. Okay. And uh, then my youngest Brianna in a month she'll be Dr. Brianna. Beautiful. And what is she uh, graduating as? Like a um, um, what's it called when you help people that have um, an injury? Orthopedic. And no. No, I can't remember what it's called. It's called. Um, she's gonna kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, we'll edit this part. You know. <laughs> you have to. I don't know. It's it's where she helps people to get their strength back and all this. Um, oh, physiotherapy, uh, physical something therapy. Something like this. Yeah. Physiotherapy. Okay. Osteopathy yeah. could be osteopathy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not it, but it's it's almost okay, something similar. Okay, I'm sure she won't. Uh, you know. I so you know. Like, yeah. She's gonna kill me. I'm sure. So just before we um, uh, end this interview, I wanted to, I have two questions, you know, what, what keeps Dominic excited to get out of the bed every day and look towards a new day? I know it's, I mean, it's a crazy period we are living in right now. It can be depressing, but you're always there smiling on screen, encouraging people, inspiring people. So how can we learn from you and your enthusiasm? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's not like I'm always up. Like, you know, I mean, I, I wake up in the morning and, you know, many years ago I learned that th one of the exercises that I did for a long time okay. was to, to, when I, like when my, either when I wake up or when my alarm goes off was to leap out of bed, feeling alive, enthusiastic, well-rested and ready to have a great day. And so as I was going through my learning process with my mentors mm -hmm. in the beginning, it was like I'd wake up or the alarm would go off and I'd be like, I don't want to get out of bed. Right. Right. <laughs> I want to stay in bed. And so I would begrudgingly, you know, pull the covers back and like kind of leap out of bed. And, and uh, that went on for a little while. And then finally I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I just begrudging this? This doesn't make sense. I mean, I, you know, our life is made up of moments, 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 moments. And we create the, 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 um, what's the word, the, the charge on those moments to be either positive or negative. And if I want to have a life, I might as well just create a positive charge to it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get out of bed and have a good time. So I get out of bed and I have a good time and I turn the radio on and I do my thing and, you know, not like. A lot of people probably do, you know, I don't know. Yes. So but I'm in that habit now. So it's more like to be happy and joyful absolutely. and, you know, absolutely. sometimes I got pain in my hip or my right leg and I'm just like, oh, this sucks. Right. Exactly. So, you know, of course, we and most of the people met you through the Self-Achievement Network. So what has been your favorite or best memory since you started this network? Oh, my gosh. Is there one? Um, I think, you know, for me, like I, so I have like you, the calendar where people can either get nominated or they can, I mean, they can schedule right. their time, right? When I look at that and see people that have scheduled their, um, their interviews or the topic discussions, that's what turns me on. Hmm. That's always the highlight and it doesn't ever get boring for me. So Doing the interviews for me is kind of like, you know, all for, for many years, it was kind of like, I, okay, I want to have a purpose. I want to have a mission. I want to have something that I can actually do and implement that are that's supportive of people. 
And the self achievement network is definitely the thing that 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 I'm very proud that I've created, and that can be shared by you know as many people that want to participate. So it's not like it's one little thing. It's 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 an always evolutionary kind of happy Absolutely. thing. And thank you so much for doing everything you are doing because you know it's such a inspiration for all the people, not only in the network but outside because you're just giving, you know, selflessly and authentically. And that inspires us, especially in today's time, to just, you know, rise above our personal goals and give back to the community because I honestly believe that if you give authentically, the universe rewards you back multifold. And I'm sure, you know, uh, you have the same kind of thinking. So anything else you would like to add before we hang up? Thank you all for watching and for participating and come and play. I mean, this is like, it's a playground. It is. Right? Yeah. We're going to, if we're going to live, let's not just work, let's play and have fun, do topic discussions, share your passion with other people and, um, and have fun and stay inspired. That's really my, my, you know, what I'd like to say, just have fun, stay inspired. Everything's going to work out. Everything is going to work out. Thank you so much. And, you know, the world needs people like you. And I'm sure everything will work out as long as we have amazing people like you in this world. So thank, thank you, you, Dominic. And namaste. Thank you so much, Pablo. Namaste mm -hmm. to you. Okay. Be well. You too. And you, uh, you are the boss here. So you have to, uh, you know, log me out or whatever you do. You have to do it on your end. Okay. Take care. Talk soon. Talk to you soon then. Bye. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye.